Good morning, everybody. Welcome to day four of Health Week. Today we are talking about discipline and mindfulness. Um, discipline is, uh, I, I think of it as, um, you know, there are things we want to do and then there's things we should do. And it's making the choice to do the things that we should do that is discipline. And that is large and small. And I always think of uh, Disney World, um, you know, the, the Disney World mentality. I, I heard about this in a, a conference years ago where it was everybody's job, all the employees' jobs to keep the park clean. So um, they, you know, no matter who sees trash, whether it's the CEO or, you know, anybody in a, in a goofy suit, um, they, it is their responsibility to pick up, to be mindful, to be disciplined, to pick up that piece of trash and throw it away. And so that's Disney's, you know, it's in their, it's in their entire, uh, structure, like their corporate culture to be that mindful and disciplined. Um, and I, I've tried to even sort of do that in my own life in a lot of ways. Like, you know, if I see something out of place, rather than just walk by it or think to myself, you know, I'll get to it later. It's taking that time to go do that thing. And a lot of times when there's so much out of place, you're just overwhelmed with everything's out of placeness. Um, it can be hard. So you just sort of have to, at that point, chip away at it, right? Be disciplined enough to chip away at it and know you're making progress. So we're going to talk about discipline today. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, what happened yesterday. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Um, uh, I am on now day four of getting back into my weightlifting routine. Um, I could barely walk yesterday. Tuesday was leg day. Uh, yesterday was, uh, back and biceps, uh, which generally doesn't, doesn't hurt me too bad. But, um, second day of not being able to walk after doing what, what really is a light day of leg work. Um, I'm just that out of shape, especially in my lower half. Um, but, uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, the diet's going pretty well. Um, the, you know, like keeping on a, a diet, um, you know, tr I'm, you know, f again, focusing on, uh, trying to eat more healthy stuff, not necessarily completely cutting back on the bad stuff yet. I'll try to wean off of that as I go forward. But I also know I have a lot more calories that I get to eat with, uh, with a workout program like I'm in right now. Let's get into the comments real quick. Um, good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Angel. Uh, good morning, Janice and Sharon. Good morning, Brenda. Anthony, what's going on, man? How are you? Um, Brenda, heading to the gym pool after this. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, had an 11 day streak of 10,000 steps. That is hard to do. Good for you. And Anthony says, are you taking recovery supplements? So yes, I am. Uh, I have a recovery supplement that I take immediately after a workout. And then I have one that I take with uh, a lot of BCAAs that I take uh, before going to sleep. Um, I also yesterday mixed in a, like a hydration supplement that tastes like watermelon. I don't like the taste of it. I like watermelon. I just don't like the way this tastes. But um, I, I added that also just to try to recover just a little bit better. And uh, 
Angel says, my youngest became a teenager today. Well, happy birthday. Time goes by so fast. I know. So my oldest will be 10. Um, yeah, I'm going to lower my seat just a little bit. Um, uh, my oldest will be 10 next week. And um, he's just getting so big so fast. And uh, time does fly by. And I think about it all the time. You know, like if, if we don't pay attention, um, you know, if we're not mindful, if you will, um, you know, this time goes by and the, next, and the next thing you know, they're teenagers and they're going off to college and that time that you get to spend with them diminishes, um, immensely. Uh, there's a, there's a little exercise that, that I saw online years ago where they, they were illustrating the amount of time a child gets to spend with their parent. So the amount of days cumulatively, uh, that they get to spend with their parent and each day is represented by a small dot on this gigantic chart. And by the time a child is 18, they have basically filled up the chart and then the remainder of their lives is this small section section of this chart that they get to spend with their parent. And the key of the chart was to say like, you know, take time with your parents, like, like appreciate what you have left. Because if you're already old enough to understand what this chart means, you realize that you have this much time left to spend with your parents. And I looked at that and thought, well, you know, I'm like at 10 years old, I'm like halfway through the thick of it, more than halfway through the thick of it. And, you know, oh my God, you know, that's how much little time left I have with my kids. Uh, or my oldest child, at least. And so it's it's made me be more mindful of the time I spend with them and taking them outside and spending time with them in the backyard and and doing more with them, like making it a priority to do more with my kids. Um, and that, believe it or not, I mean, that takes discipline. That takes a lot of discipline because it's easy to let the day go by um, and just say, you know, I'll get to it tomorrow. We can rationalize this time away, whether it's time with your parents or time with your kids or time with friends or time with your spouse. We can rationalize that time away and say, well, you know, I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. Or, um, you know, I, I just didn't have time today. I'm busy. I'm working on things. I'm trying to be, you know, create a secure environment. I'm trying to be financially secure. I'm trying to, you know, cope with all the things I have going on. And the next thing you know, time is up and your relationship with whoever sucks uh, because you didn't take time to, to put the time into it. Um, and I don't feel that any more strongly than I do with my kids, um, especially just knowing that, you know, at 10 years old, he's probably beyond half the time that he's going to spend in the house with us. And... Um, even as he gets older, he's going to be living in the house, but he's going to be out with friends. You know, I'm not going to be the most important thing in his world anymore. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a, that's a tough one to, um, to digest. So, you know, appreciate the time you have. That's huge right now for me. Um, Yeah, pre and post are good. So yeah, we have, I have a good pre-workout, also doing uh, creatine, uh, and then some BCA post-workout stuff. So yeah, trying to do what I can to, to stay recovered. Um, good morning, Sherry. 
Brenda, a lot of birthdays. Uh, your son turned 20 yesterday. Happy birthday. Very cool. Uh, a lot of birthdays coming up these next couple of weeks. Lynn's going to turn. Well, Lynn's having a birthday. Um, I'm having a birthday in July. So there's there's a lot coming up. Um, Anthony says, I have a tasty blue raspberry hydrate supplement, one that I take. Yeah, I've been experimenting. I found this one on sale at Sam's Club and uh, just it's a little too sweet for me. I like so I have a blue raspberry pre-workout that I take. That's pretty good. Uh, right now I'm doing one that's red. I can't remember what flavor it is, but I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, it's like a uh, what is it? I can't remember, but I like more of like the sour stuff, like the lemonade and things like that. So I'm going to go switch back to all that stuff whenever I'm done using all of this. Yeah, time flies, man. Uh, daughter turns 19 next month. Yeah, a lot of birthdays in the summer. What's everybody doing in the fall? Uh, make it count. Absolutely. Uh, you know what? I don't. I remember seeing it a long time ago. If I can find it, uh, I will uh, post it in the uh, on the Facebook page. Um, let, me, let me write that down. Um, I'll post it on the Facebook page because it's it's pretty important. I think it's a it's a clear illustration of like how time flies. Uh, so yeah, I I, I I didn't think about it until I saw Angel's post. Um, oh. <laughs> I know it's tough. It's it's tough. Angel's very thankful for the strong relationship I have with both my parents and my kids. Yeah, and that's cool because a lot of people don't. You know, like I even I really haven't seen my mom in like four years. Um, you know, just, it's, it's just, a, it's a painful relationship. Um, my father lives in Florida. Um, so I don't get to see him very often. I talk to him every day, but I don't get to see him very often. Uh, and Lynn's parents live in New York and they're getting older. They're in their eighties. Um, you know, so she doesn't get to see them very often. And, and it's just like, you never know, like, you know, the, you know, when's the last time I'm going to talk to them. You never know when it's coming. It's just so, you just never know. You never know. Uh, Amy says, good morning. Made it today. Thank you. Good to see you. Um, ironically missed yesterday's live video on sleep because our dog is still getting us up three to four times a night. I actually mentioned you a little bit. Uh, I mentioned another customer we had years ago. Um, uh, but I did mention that, uh, you know, in yesterday's session. So, <laughs> but I'm glad she did better last night only once at 4am. And a lot of times if you're dealing with a puppy, it's hard, right? Um, but like, uh, one that's in the bad habit of waking up constantly, it's a pain in the butt. Um, even for us, like our dog, our golden retriever used to sleep at the foot of the bed with us, like in the bed, but on the, on the foot of the bed. And we had to kick her out because she just moved around too much or like, I couldn't get comfortable and it's just not like, it's just not okay. Like I couldn't have that negative impact on me. Uh, but speaking of sleep last night sucked, uh, last night. So we had a thunderstorm here. It was also like a 90 some degree day. So uh, we couldn't leave the windows open. It was just too hot and too humid. And um, our air conditioner, I don't, th I think our air conditioner is broken. Uh, it's the first real day that we've been able to use it. And uh, it got to like 80 some degrees in the house by like five or six o'clock at night. Um, I, you know, you like, you like to think, you like to hope that the previous owners didn't, weren't aware of that problem before selling the house. Um, so, you, you know, the mind goes there, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but I, I, you know, I knew the air conditioner was on the older side. It was hoping not to have to replace it a month after moving into the house, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll have somebody look at it, but yeah, we had to turn it off 
and uh, open the windows. And we couldn't open them all the way because it was raining. Uh, the good news is that I guess a cold front, a cold front blew through, and it got cooler. But all night it was just so hot and humid in the house; it was miserable. So I, we did not sleep very well at all. Um, and then Angel, your son turned twenty two days ago. Wow, you have a cluster of birthdays all together, huh? Happy birthday again. Uh, due to lack of sleep and the fact that I hurt my knee on Mother's Day, I haven't worked out much lately. I did swim Sunday and Monday and hopefully today. That's good. And, and I know like I've had knee problems myself and, and not being able to work the lower half of my body. Like those are the biggest muscles in your body and they burn the most calories. And when you can't work your legs, it's really hard to keep up with a good routine. Um, and I, I know that like last year I, or two years ago, I injured my knee and I dealt with it for a long time and it just got worse and worse until I stopped moving basically, uh, for a while. And, um, yeah, it really, really hindered my progress. Um, received your order, uh, faith and focus to find my day journal and the Christian planner starting six, eight and thank God. Thank you so much. It helps a lot in my everyday routine, especially in my daily devotion. Thank you too, for your everyday message and teaching. God bless. Yeah. God bless to you too. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Yikes. I know. Right. Uh, I'm living in your head. <laughs> Good morning. You know, it's funny. Like you can listen to like so often you can listen to somebody and go, oh my God, that like, that is so what I'm going through right now. And it's funny. I was just listening to a podcast this morning. Uh, it's a uh, Donald Miller, uh, building a story brand podcast. Very good marketing technique. If you're in, if you're in business, but he was interviewing Chris Gillibo and uh, he wrote like the $100 Startup and his newer book, The Money Tree. Uh, and they were talking about stuff, right? But the one thing they were talking about was like that, how we avoid the things that we need to do. And, and I, can't, I can't remember the technique, but it's um, avert, aversion therapy or something like that, where like you have to, like if you're afraid of spiders, you you touch a spider, right? Or something like that. Well, and Chris related it to, you know, like emails that you hold off on responding to, like they sit in your inbox for like three or four days because you just like you, you avoid it. Like, you know, it's going to be an argument or, you know, there's some sort of a conflict there. So you avoid it. And I do the same thing. I can, I can think of areas I'm doing it right now. And that is a form of discipline. And it's funny because somebody else would hear that and say, oh, you know, relate it to something else. But I was listening to that podcast today and knowing that we're talking about discipline today and mindfulness, like the practice of attacking the things that are hardest is a form of discipline, right? It's a form of like taking care of what really needs to be taken care of. So, you know, I have these emails that I've, I've been adverse to responding to because I know it's conflict and it's not, I mean, look, they can't reach through the computer and get me. Same thing happens when like people are trying to make cold calls on, on the phone. Like they can't, nobody can hurt you. It's just that we don't want to go through that experience of having a hard phone call. And you don't want to go through the experience of having a difficult email exchange. But yet we can fight on social media all day long. I don't know. Maybe we're using up all of our, our ability to cope on our social media posts. I don't know. Uh, but we're so adverse to having those hard conversations and it just makes things worse. So we actually need to practice having hard conversations. A really good practice, uh, and I, again, I think I got it from the Story Brand podcast, uh, 
was it like when you walk into Starbucks, ask for a discount? Like, just go like, hey, can I get 20% off my coffee? And they're going to say no nine times out of 10. They're going to say no. But it's not that you want to get the discount. It's that you want to practice having a hard conversation, being uncomfortable, and asking for something that you want. And if you practice it in a situation that means nothing, then you will be better armed to have that conversation when it really matters and you won't be so stressed out and scared of it. You actually be thinking about the conversation itself rather than how uncomfortable you feel. So practice discipline in the small areas and you can use that, which you, which you, the skill you build in the tougher areas. So keep that in mind as we're talking about all of this stuff today. So, um, oh man, now you're see, Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, um, someone in the user group says that I am a great blessing to, to you guys. Um, I appreciate the sentiment. I really do. I, I, you know what? I, I, I feel like I'm just sort of going through this myself um, and just trying to relate the story as I go through. So, But I, I appreciate it. And I'll tell you, I mean, even in thinking about that, I've noticed that it's become much more easier to speak to people in person. Like these sessions uh, have made it, I've lived this more, like not, not so much lived define my day more, but lived discussing define my day with other people by doing these sessions. Um, and so now the one-on-one -on -one conversations flow so much easily now, so much more easily now, because I'm not thinking about all of the like, you know, what if, what if, uh, I don't want to screw this up or I don't want to sound whatever. Now I'm actually just thinking about the conversation and, um, you know, being disciplined about that, you know, practicing, uh, has made it easier to have, you know, like one-on-one -on -one conversations with anybody, whether it's a neighbor or somebody meet on the street or the electrician that came in last night to give me a quote on some work, you know, like we ended up getting into a conversation like this and it's, much more comfortable now because of the practice that I've had. Um, thank you, Anthony. I appreciate that. Um, I really do. I, I appreciate it a lot. Um, Janice says, avoiding holidays and birthdays, it really is impossible because of difficult persons. Unfortunately, main family member. I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, and a lot of times it's just a matter of trying to disconnect from the emotional feelings we have there. And in fact, one of the things, you know, one of my, one of my main topics today, uh, one of the threads I want you to keep in mind as we talk about this is pick your battles. Don't waste your energy on things that really like, you know, you're not going to change anything and it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you, you need to save your energy for when you need to be disciplined and mindful of the important things in your life. And this occurred to me, we talked a couple of weeks ago about like people that beep at you and beep at you for absolutely no reason, uh, just because they just need to like let you know. And so today I was driving uh, somewhere and uh, I made a left at a, at a green light and um, the person, like the coming and oncoming traffic beeped at me. Uh, they were nowhere near me. In fact, I was through the intersection down the road at least two, three, four hundred feet before they crossed behind me. Now, I know, I, I am, I'm, maybe I'm just perceiving it, but I know they stepped on the gas to try to make it look like it was closer and it was still wasn't even close. 
But, you know, I make that left and they just lay into the horn at me, right? Because I cross their path. And so, um, you know, like that person, like I can look at that person and say, like, I don't get mad. Like 10 years ago, I'd be giving them the finger. I'd be honking back. I'd be doing all that stuff, right? But now through all of this, like I know, like that's a person who is throwing out their F's, like we talk about the subtle art of not giving an F, you have limited number of F's, you can't waste them everywhere, invest them where you need to invest them. That's a person that's throwing their F's everywhere, right? Every single person that crosses their path, they're throwing their F's out, they're beeping at them, they're yelling at them, they're every little injustice or slight, you know, they're, they're pissed off about it. And so, you know, I can now disconnect from that and observe that person as like, you know, they're upset. Uh, not about me, like they're upset about other stuff, how their life is going, maybe a situation they just got out of, whatever it is. Um, you know, this situation is not about me. It's it's definitely about them. Uh, you can't always take that point of view, but, um, you know, that that's, you know, when you're looking at somebody that's sort of unhinged, if you want to go that far, you, you know, you can say like, mm, okay, you know, you got your stuff, you know, I mean, so you kind of have to watch, you don't want to be that person yourself. And we all get there to point to a point. We just have to understand that we need to back away from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's more comfortable in part. Yeah. And that's sort of living into the purpose, right? Living into, uh, what you want to become. And I'm, I'm desperately trying to get that way with my, my physical health. Uh, but that's like, you have to, Practice it so much that it becomes part of you. And that, that happens in everything, whether it's being a good parent, uh, being a healthy person physically, being a good employee, being a good manager, being a good coach, whatever it might be for you. You know, you have to practice it so often. You have to live it every day so often that it actually becomes part of your personality. Um, so Anthony says, yeah, pick your battles. I say that's not my hill to die on. Yep, absolutely. I love that saying, actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, Luann, brilliant idea. Practice communicating in a situation where you don't have as much on the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, even like the, the guy, uh, so we hired someone just out of college to, to help clean up my yard. Right. And, uh, you know, he left some plants that I want to bring to the new house. He left them out last night and like the, the roots were all exposed on the grass. Right. It's like, he's just, he dug them up and didn't repot them and just kind of left them exposed. And if you know anything about plants, like leaving the roots exposed to air, especially like hot, dry air, um, could, could kill the plant pretty quickly. And so like I, I – you know, you don't want to – like I don't like conflict. I don't like going like, hey, man, you know, like this is going to kill the plants if they're not dead already. You know, it's stressful at the very least. And like so like I don't want conflict. But I looked at that conversation as a way to practice a gentle like – letting him know that like, this isn't really okay with me. Um, and also would help him in the future. Like, you know, if he does that for somebody else, somebody else might actually flip out. So this would save him that experience. Right. Um, just knowing it, if he didn't already know it, um, you know, if you take the extra step and this is, this is, this happens everywhere in life, you take the extra step to complete the process. So rather than leaving the plant out with the roots exposed, uh, you know, if you're going to start it, you finish it and, and repot it and get it all nice and, and ready to go for when you bring it over to the new place. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, 
having that conversation is not easy. But for me, you know, as I'm texting him, I'm saying, hey, uh, just so you know, um, you know, leaving these out, you know, does damage to them, could actually kill them. Um, so if you could take care of that, I'd appreciate it. Um, just trying to, I didn't say it exactly that way. I don't remember how, exactly how I said it, but trying to be as nice as possible. So practicing being light about it, but also getting my point across. So Luann, Luann, uh, kind of, uh, you know, she's in these conversations with me too, a lot. So, you know, just experiencing that as practice to have a more difficult conversation in the future. Yeah. So, uh, Janice talking about her family members, they've stepped away and we're not chancing let go. No worries. Yep. I know uh, we've, I, there's family members we're not talking to either. I, you know, sometimes you just have to like, that's not the hill I want to die on. Right. Like a lot of times people just bring bad things to relationships and you just, you have to just say, you know what, I, I, I'm not equipped to handle this. And that's the decisions we've made. Like I'm not, I don't, want like I'm I have a goal with my life and having these interactions is pulling me away it's sucking my energy it's it's draining me I'm not equipped to handle this right now maybe in the future I will but this is not a relationship that I have the energy motivation uh, willpower to deal with and sometimes we have to make those hard choices even when it's people that we really care about uh, Amy says that's great advice for raising kids too. pick your battles <laughs> I agree uh, I've had to let the long hair go for several years, college. Now they both keep it as short as yours is now. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and it's I, I have that conversation with my dad once in a while too, with my with my little sister. Like you just gotta kind of let her go do her thing now. She's 20, 21. Oh my god. Um yeah, but even like my boy, like the little thing. So my 10-year-old woke up today and immediately walked in and turned on his PlayStation. And when I realized that's what he did a couple of minutes later, because I heard him wake up, but I didn't hear him come into the room, into my office or walk downstairs. So I, I called him up and said, hey, come into my office for a little bit. And, you know, I gave him a hug, said good morning, all this other stuff. I said, look, when you wake up, I want you to do good things first. I don't want you to immediately go to the PlayStation. Wake up, come in, say good morning to everybody. Give me a hug. Give mommy a hug. Um, get yourself a glass of water. You know, take care of the things you need to take care of for yourself the healthy stuff, be healthy for you. And then go in and turn on your PlayStation. If you have time to do it, if there's not something else going on, but even having that conversation, like I could just walk by, like, and just say, Hey, you know, whatever he got on his PlayStation, no big deal. But it's those small little things that they, if you let the small things turn into big things, it's much harder to tackle. So we want to make sure we're taking care of the things while they're still small. Um, so there's hope with the hair. One of my boys is trying to grow his hair down to his waist. Oh my goodness. You know what? I mean, it's a phase. I had my hair long at one point in time too. Uh, this, when you saw my hair last month, that's as long as it's been in probably 10 years, but, but 10 years ago it was even longer and it gets so annoying after a while. You're just like, Oh, whatever, you know, like just shave it off. I, I it, it, it's a phase. It's totally a phase. And you realize like, you realize like people look at me weird and I might not be able to get a good job. And like, like so there's certain little societal things that maybe shouldn't happen, but really do. Um, and you start to realize that like me having long hair isn't worth it in the long run because it's stopping me from doing other things or it's a pain in the butt to dry. And I just want to get out of the shower. I have more important things to do than dry my hair for half an hour. 
But those are all things that people need to think about, right? All right. So, um, oh, yesterday, uh, one of the big things, one of the things I took appreciation in, um, Sam's Club is fully stocked with meat. So I was at Sam's Club and they have meat and I bought um, two prime grade New York strip steaks and Lynn and I and the kids split them. We did a little surf and turf, some grilled shrimp and some some steaks. So that was nice. And I got pork butt for $1.99 a pound, which is crazily cheap. And I'm going to make, make pulled pork. So I'm really happy that Sam's Club and the local meat uh, market now have meat. So I'm taking the time to be appreciative of that. Huh. Um, all right. So what is what is mindfulness and discipline? And I closely relate the two things. Uh, discipline, like I said before, is doing the thing you have to do, not necessarily the thing you want to do. Um, so, you know, I want to watch TV. I want to eat garbage. I want to, you know, sit on the couch all day and, and not do anything, or I want to engage in things that are just not healthy for me. But I, to get what I really want in the future, I need to do discipline things now, right? I need to wake up at a certain time every day. I need to exercise. I need to eat well. I need to clean up after myself. I need to have conversations with people. That takes discipline, right? Uh, one of the best books that I've read in recent years, and I've actually listened to it twice, is Grit by Angela Duckworth. And um, her big thing through the book is that you know, we place so much value, or one of the big things in the book, because we place so much value on this myth of inherent talent, as if like Michael Jordan woke up one day and was the best basketball player in the world. Like that doesn't happen. What you don't see is the hard work and the discipline every day to practice harder than everybody else. Whether you're playing an instrument, whether you're being a parent, uh, whether you are being a coworker or a subordinate or an employer, a business owner, uh, or just your everyday average person walking around, you don't get things magically. You get them through hard work and discipline. And we, you know, we love movie montages where, you know, like somebody goes from down here all the way up here. And they suddenly get there, get there through a two-minute music montage. And we think that life is like that, even if we're not actively thinking it. We, we hope life is like that. And uh, it's just not true. And we, we, we put these people with these, these grand talents on a pedestal. Uh, and, and we just, you know, we wish we could be like that. Um, and we hope maybe we have some magical talent we can find in our own selves. But in reality, most people achieve through hard work and discipline. And that is coming back every day and putting in the time, right? And you will hear this from the most successful people in the world. They put in more time and effort than anybody else. We talked about it the other day about Phil Mickelson with that college player that wanted to get into the uh, PGA. And Phil Mickelson said, look, the practice I had, somebody coached me on this and I had to putt the ball I had to make a putt, a three-foot putt, 100 times in a row. If I didn't make a putt on number 45, I had to go all the way back to one and try again. If I, didn't, if I missed putt 99, I had to go all the way over and start, start all over again. 
And when he asked that kid, how's that going? A couple of months later, the kid said, well, I quit. I could never make it that far. That's why people fail. They don't have the discipline and the mindfulness to see things through. And so in, in raising her kids, like Angela Duckworth, like she, with her kids, they were playing a lot of sports and doing a lot of activities. And as they got older, they did fewer, but they had to stick to it. They had to pick a certain amount of activity, activities in each grade, whether it was cheerleading or playing an instrument or playing a sport, and they had to stick to that, whether they liked it or not. They would go to practice every day. They would practice at home every day. They would go to their games. They would go to their recitals, whatever it is. And then at the end of the year, they could make the decision to quit then, but not until then. But then they also had to replace it with something else. And discipline is, you know, it's, you can see it everywhere. It's, you know, if you look in the disciplines that I have in my Define My Day journal, it's not like big stuff. I mean, literally like, so the ones we already have in here are getting good rest, exercising every day, eating well, drinking the right amount of water for you, reading and positive interaction, right? Positive interaction is definitely subjective, like whatever you define that as. Uh, But I want you to look back on your day and say, yep, I had positive interactions today, more so than negative. Then you can check that off. Um, But I add stuff in here like doing my define my day planner every day. That's a daily discipline for me. And if I get to the end of the day and it's not done, I don't get to check that off, right? Uh, Drinking two waters every day. That's just a personal discipline. It takes some thought. It takes a little bit of extra, okay, I got to go downstairs and drink my water, but it's healthy for me and it's a discipline. I might not want to get up and drink water, but I do it anyway because it's a discipline for me. Taking my supplements, drinking my shake, getting up at 5 a.m., journaling at night. Um, for me in the past, you know, cleaning up dog poop was a discipline for me. Um what else? Uh, turning off the little the diverter on the shower so Lynn didn't get hit on the top of the head with the shower when she turned on the bath or turned on the shower for herself. Like all of these things are little points of discipline for me. And there are many times I'd get out of the shower, get toweled off, get changed and walk out of the bathroom. And I'd be sitting here looking at my daily disciplines going, did I do that? And I'd have to run upstairs and see if I changed that or not. And if I didn't change it and then go back downstairs, took some effort, took some thought took mental discipline. Now, what yours might be, it could be completely different. You know, you you might have another point of discipline, but by being disciplined with our actions, you know, being mindful of spending time with our kids or our parents, being mindful of listening to somebody in a conversation, being mindful of not playing with your phone while sitting at dinner with somebody, like all of these things are points of mindfulness and discipline. And you, and then when we get into actually performing tasks, you know, s- finishing what we start, right? If you, you know, uh, you know, sitting down for 50 minutes using a Pomodoro timer technique, sitting down for 50 minutes and having the discipline to complete the work that we started, um, you know, and you can play games with yourself too and say, look, I get to do this. I, I, I'll allow myself to have some fun after I finish this thing, but I can't until I finish this thing. Uh, another place that uh, willpower, another place that discipline is is addressed, is in the book Willpower uh, that we talk about so much. Um, and the <clears throat> excuse me, a little frog in my throat. <clears> throat> um, and you know, the, the one of the big points that I found uh, really 
good or, 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 you know, that I, that I really keyed in on was that you can grow this discipline and you can grow the willpower to handle the disciplines and, and handle the things through life. So, you know, uh, in, in, in Angela Duckworth, Duckworth's book, I'm going to circle back real quick on that because I don't know if I made this point. The key indicator for success is discipline, not talent. You can be incredibly talented and we all know those people. And I was one of those people. I had talent. I was smart. I didn't have discipline and I would have been a failure. We like you can be a non-disciplined, talented failure in life, in whatever aspect of life. The key ingredient in being successful is having the discipline and the grit to see things through, to practice to achieve, to grow, to finish, right? And so having the ability to see things through is addressed in the book Willpower and that ability to to grind it out, right? Like to stick to what you say you're going to do. And and the big point for me is this, is willpower is a limited resource. We wake up and we have X amount of willpower, right? Right? And it's drained in the things that we have to think about to do. So every time I have to think to do define my day, it's draining a little bit of willpower to do define my day, right? So the easier I can make that, the more I practice doing it, the easier it's going to become. And then I can use the willpower that I'm now not using on that on something else. You will use willpower, right? In all of the things you do. So... You want to make sure you're using it on what's important. That means not distracting yourself by the things that drain you, you know, honking at every random person in the world, Um, you know, engaging in every argument that crosses your path, dying on that hill of something that's not worth it. You don't want to use your willpower on that. You don't want to use your F's willy nilly. You want to conserve them and hold them on what really matters. But the beauty in this is also as we practice using our F's or using our willpower on things that are important, we grow it like a muscle. It's like, you know, when you exercise, you're burning out your muscles and you're tired, but tomorrow you'll be a little bit stronger. And over time, you build endurance and you build strength. The same thing happens with willpower. So you want to be mindful of the important things every day don't waste your willpower on everything and, and train your brain to be distracted by a bunch of stuff. Be disciplined and focused on the things that really matter, the things that are important. Grow that willpower. And as you go forward, those things will become easier to address every day. And we gain that momentum and things become that much easier, right? Um, one of the, it's funny, one of these quotes, um, and as we're talking about diet, it kind of fits. Um, he was disciplined, uh, about what they put into their body can do anything. And I, I think about that all the time. Like every time that I'm going to eat something wrong or not eat something that I should, um, I think about that. Like he who's disciplined about what they put into their body can do anything. So if I can be disciplined, I'm sorry. Uh, I need to stop my notifications here before it drives me nuts. Um, so 
um, you know, be disciplined. If you can practice discipline in your diet and grow that discipline there, then, you know, you can use the added willpower that you have throughout the day on other things also. Uh, also, the sense of achievement you get from that is pretty stinking cool. Um, so, yeah, right. Um, but the other thing is, as you use that willpower, it being a limited resource, you know, you have to realize that as you're using it, things are going to get harder through the day. And so it's going to be harder to be disciplined. So if you can front load the hard things that are good for you, uh, and maybe the things that pop up, uh, later on, uh, you know, try to go easy on it or try to avoid if you can, until you feel like you have the, 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 the amount of willpower to handle it. Um, you know, one of the things that they say that they talk about is, um, you know, people that are really successful, you know, there's no, there's like, a, there's not a real strong correlation between successful people and the people that are, you know, in great physical health. And they used Oprah as a, an example, you know, she's had struggles with her weight in her entire life and she talks about it pretty openly, but she's incredibly, uh, uh, focused and determined and disciplined of, uh, of a business person. Right. I mean, obviously, um, but that her weakness is, you know, her, her physical shape, if you will. Um, and so, you know, she uses all of her focus and willpower on what she chooses. And then she has this one thing that, that is a struggle for her. Uh, now if she used all of her focus and was in the greatest shape possible, maybe she wouldn't have all of the strength to do what she needs to do to be as successful in business. So, you know, you have to sort of pick and choose where you want to excel, but also again, knowing that, you know, you can try to grow this, but maybe there's a cap to that. I don't know. Uh, so, but you know, when, if you're, if you're waking up and you're going straight to arguments on social media if you're going straight to even arguments in your house, like if there's constant battles and struggles, if there's constant things that just just drain you emotionally every day, it's pulling away that willpower and your ability to be disciplined in other areas. And they say physical pain can do this too. If you're in physical pain, you need to try to address it if you can. Like I have some pains that I can't address. It's just getting old, right? But there are some things, if you have nagging chronic pain that you can address, you want to address it as quickly as possible because in studies, people that are in pain have a lower tolerance and a lower ability to use their willpower and be disciplined. So you want to try to try to address that too. Now, um, when we talk mindfulness, right? Mindfulness, it really for me is closely related to discipline because I have to be mindful of how I have conversations with people. I have to be mindful of how I'm experiencing my day, how present I am in a moment. I have to be mindful of, you know, how organized I am. Uh, all of the, like, even be mindful of my day where I'm spending my time. That takes discipline. When we think mindfulness, we think meditation also, very closely linked there. And I don't know that there is an exercise that takes more discipline to sit down to do because it's good for us. But for some reason, we don't like to sit down and do it. 
But then when you're done, you're like, oh, wow, that was really good, right? Or after a couple of weeks, you go, wow, that's really good. Meditation literally grows your brain. They have shown in, a, I believe, again, fMRI um, that people that exercise or <laughs> that exercise meditation for two weeks actually grow grain matter in their brain. You can see it, that they're growing gray matter because they meditated for two weeks, not two weeks straight, like a time for two weeks. Uh, I think it was only like 20 minutes a day or something, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, what that's doing is it's, it's helping you be more disciplined. And, the, you know, it's funny because I had to take the mindset when I was meditating when it was really hard, when my mind was everywhere, and after 10 minutes, I'd be like, holy crap, that was miserable. I knew it's because I needed it. I saw the fact that it was hard as an example that I needed to learn to do it better, that I needed to keep practicing it because it was hard. I needed to keep practicing until it became easier. And then the, the discipline became like, even though it's easier, still maintaining it because I know I'm still getting benefit from it. So if there's one thing that you're going to take away from here, in fact, I would ask you to take two things. If there's one thing that I ask you to take away from here, the first thing would be um, meditate. Meditate, try for two minutes a day. You can use the Headspace app. They have a free trial. Um, I've signed up for it. I love it. But there's also the Calm app. There's also free meditations on YouTube. You can find meditations other places. You can even do live meditations. 10% um, Happier was doing live meditations. Uh, there are people doing it everywhere. Practice meditation. Try it. It grows your brain. It helps you grow your discipline. It will make you a better person. They've been doing it for thousands of years. It's definitely worth it. So the second thing, if you take two things from this session, it would be to be disciplined in your actions. Write down your priorities. Follow through on your priorities. Write down your uh, disciplines and do your disciplines every single day. If you can do that, you will grow your willpower. You will flex that grit muscle. You will grow your grit and you will be more disciplined day in and day out in so small amount every day. You might not notice it, but you will get stronger. Um, and I got to say, I got to switch, go back to that one, the one thing I mentioned in the beginning, that common thread. Pick your battles. Not every battle is worth fighting. If you know that it's not going to go anywhere, don't fight it. Don't die on every hill. You can't. All right. Let me go into this, into the comments here. Uh, New York Strip sounds so good. I was fasting detoxing yesterday. I haven't had a good steak in a long time. I bought some uh, choice ribeyes um, for Memorial Day, and I was really disappointed with the quality. And I know, you know, like meat was in short supply, and you know, just it just was not very good. I it was not not inexpensive, um, definitely not worth the money. I would have rather had beef jerky, to be honest with you. But yesterday, you know, we each had a half of a strip steak, and. Um, it was really, really good. <laughs> I definitely could have eaten a whole one, but I was trying to be disciplined. Sharon says, fortunately, yes, it's a phase. They were A students talking about the, the uh, long hair here. 
uh, involved in school activities, respectful of others. So I'll let the hair go. Usually a girl can make them cut it. That is very true. Uh, <laughs> when it started uh, turning prematurely gray, that helped also. Yeah, that helps too. Nobody likes, like, I, I personally don't like my long gray hair. So Anthony says, hard work plus discipline equals success. Absolutely. So much more than talent. You can waste a lot of talent. You need discipline. I think we have things that come easier to us than they do others, but that just means we actually need to work harder at them. Yes. So I'm going to stop there before I finish reading your comment. But so like there's this sense like especially in schools that we should like capitalize on talents rather than trying to focus on things we're not good at. And I can understand trying to, holy crap, I cannot get away from this phone. Um, I can understand trying to, um, you know, capitalize on talents and, and catapulting yourself forward. And you have to pick and choose what the, um, the, the, the struggles, where you invest your time for the struggles, right? So like in, in school, they're saying like if a kid's bad at math but really good at art, like encourage art. I get it. But would teaching them to be mindful and, and push through hard math problems, would that teach them to not give up? And would that maybe they're not going to ever be good at really good at math, right? They're not going to be a scientist or a mathematician, but maybe teaching them to keep their head down and do the work here would give them benefit somewhere else, right? So, you know, you can't look at everything and just say, I'm not good at that and, and then just quit and go on to something else that comes naturally. Sometimes you have to pick and choose. You can't, you know, invest all of your time in all of these, all of these different places. But, um, you know, you can you know, like work on what you feel is valuable for you. Uh, going back to her comment here, when someone does not have a talent for something, then being mediocre at that is fine. But when you have a talent, you have to work hard to achieve greatness. And that's the other thing is like, if you can bring that, that grittiness to the talent you have, you know, like it, there's so many players, like there's some like football players, like Ryan Leaf was incredibly talented. I don't know what his work ethic was like, but I can guarantee it wasn't as good as Peyton Manning's, right? Because he never went anywhere. And then like, there's so many people that had so much talent, but then they just sort of like, they glide into it because they just never they, they never had to work hard. So then when something comes up against them, they have no practice in overcoming. And so then they just collapse. McDonald's mentality. A lot of people want stuff right now. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Nobody wants to work. They just want that quick and easy, right? That's just not how life works in general. It's what we want, but it's, it's how life works. Uh, so Pomodoro technique is like setting a timer and committing to working until the timer goes off. So, you know, you can, you can start small, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and you just set a timer and say, look, I'm not going to quit doing what I'm doing until this timer is up. Holy crap, my phone will not quit ringing. Um, and so you do it, and, and then you just keep extending the time until you get to your goal time. So for a lot of people, like a focused time is 45 minutes. And you want to just go like you start at 15, go to 20, go to 25, go to a half an hour. And you just keep going through it until you get to the 50 minute mark. And then you just continue to set um, a, a timer for 50 minutes. You work hard, focused, 
no distractions, tell everybody to leave you alone. You work hard and you push until you get to that 50 minutes. Then you take a 10 minute break and then you go and do it again. A habit is a habit, good or bad. It's just a habit. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome, Deborah. Uh, Anthony says, uh, decision fatigue. A few successful people like Zuck wear the same style outfit every day for the reason of decision fatigue, draining of willpower. So they said that about uh, Steve Jobs too, right? He wore his jeans and a black turtleneck every single day. He didn't want to have to think about it, right? He didn't want to think about what people thought. He didn't want to think about matching whatever. Wake up, do what I need to do and get on. And that's that's exactly it. Like you don't want to have to use your mental resources and you you see it. You know, with people that are at the top of their game, like Zuckerberg or like Steve Jobs was, it is inefficient for them to spend time on anything, even picking out clothes. They have more important things to do. Most of us can't even fathom being that way, right? We waste time on nonsense. We waste emotional energy on nonsense. Who said what on Facebook? Who said what, you know, you know, whatever, there's a, so much BS that we invest ourselves in. You know, who pulled out in front of me in traffic? I'm guilty of all of it. But the more mindful we are of where we put our time and energy and the more we can redirect it towards what's important, the more we realize wasting energy in any other direction other than the direction we want to go is hurting us. Now, the problem becomes you know, do we know where we want to go? And that's why we need to analyze that all of the time and make sure we're on the right path. Uh, Janice says, I have three to five times daily and this technique will be able to finish the projects you have been procrastinating on and achieve great things. Set the timer for 25 minutes, do your task. And then when the timer goes off, take a five minute break uh, uh, if necessary and repeat until you test or complete. So yeah, so that's the Pomodoro technique, right? Diff is supposed to be timed. <laughs> yeah. Test or task. Um, I meditate within five minutes after I wake up. It's awesome. And that's a, that's a great habit right there. Absolutely. I tend to, to bounce around the house, um, get my coffee and, and all the other stuff for the first 15 minutes that I wake up. Uh, write down your priorities to find your day. Yep. Cheap plug. Absolutely, man. Thank you. <laughs> beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. I actually used to make beef jerky a lot at home. I haven't done it in a while. I'm due for that. Uh, Christy says, what would you say to someone who has tried meditation is not a fan? Introverted qualities abound here. And I feel like I'm in my head like meditation all day. It's different though. It's disciplined in your head. And that's the difference. And now I would say that not a fan does not mean it's not good for you. You don't have to be a fan. This is exactly discipline. What you want to do and what you should do are two different things. So you don't have to be a fan, but you have to know that it's healthy for you and you have to do it, right? Now you can find different techniques that might be more suitable for you. But I would say that if it's not, if it's, if it doesn't fit you, like if it doesn't fit your current, like, mental skills, it might be because you need to grow that area of your brain, right? And so I would look at that as a challenge. I would not look at it as something you want to stray away from. I would look at it as a challenge and start with two minutes. Now, it's not, it doesn't have to be fun. 
You just have to know that it's growing your brain in another direction. And that's the benefit. Um, and again, like going into your head, like meditation all day, rumination and meditation are two different things. Being in your head, being anxious is exactly what meditation is trying to fight. Meditation is being mindful, being focused, controlling the monkey mind, right? They call the monkey mind like your brain just following thoughts everywhere. That is not where we want to be. Meditation is calming the monkey down and being able to control the direction of your thoughts. That's why I would say you need it. That's why I needed it and that's why a lot of people need it. But it's also why the people that need it are less likely to do it. Following me there? So do it. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely the ones who step into their gifts can find not only great success, but great happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time blocking, time chunking. Believe in it. Believe in it. Um, exactly. I was going to type jobs too, but too lazy. Yep. Uh, when I was checking or when I was on point, I'd be pick up my clothes for the week, Sunday night. Now, not so much. So yeah, so that's it. Like, so I would do the same thing, especially when I was working outside of the house. I would try to plan out the pants and the shirts that I was going to wear all week. That way I had it, like, I didn't have to think about it for the rest of the week. Because who sat there in front of the mirror? Like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. What do you think about this? Like, all of that time and mental energy could be spent on something much more productive. How do you figure out where you should be going? That is another session. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, uh, but it's it's not easy. Like you have to kind of like make mistakes. You have to figure out what you want in life. You know, briefly, I look ahead um, to like my my last day on earth. If I'm going to look back and be satisfied with what I did or not. If I'm not, then I need to figure out what I would be satisfied with. Uh, but that is a much larger conversation. Uh, Luann says, uh, guided meditation gives you some, something to focus on. Very difficult to empty your mind of all thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's not so, it's not so much that you don't want any thoughts. It's that you want to be able to disconnect from it and observe the thoughts going on. Um, it's like sitting on the side of a stream and seeing leaves go down the stream. You don't necessarily have to jump on the leaf. You don't necessarily have to watch it go the whole way. You can just look at it and say, there's a leaf, there's a thought and let the thought go. Right. And so meditation is not being completely clear. Meditation is maybe focusing on your breath and practicing that focus. So you can practice on one thing, but it can also be just trying to observe your thoughts, disconnecting from your thoughts and realizing that you are in the control room of your brain. You're not being controlled by your brain. Uh, when I'm in the office, I wear the same five, outf five outfits every week, which I wear on any given day is simply which one I can see first. Yeah. And that's okay, right? That's okay. Like there's some people that place so much importance on what I wore today or what I wore last week or did, when's the last time somebody saw me in that? Like I do that with these shirts once in a while, right? Because when I was doing these videos, I was like, oh, now I have to start buying different shirts. I'm not now, obviously, because of COVID. But like I, there was a point in time where I'd be like, when's the last time I wore that shirt? It's not important. What's important is what I'm saying, not what I'm wearing, right? I get you. I get you. 
All right, I'm going to head out. I got a million phone calls coming in. I have no idea why I'm so popular right now, but I am going to be going uh, on my way. Anthony, I see you got it real quick. Uh, misconception about meditation. Yep, felt that way too. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. All right, I'm going to head out. Listen, we got one more day in Health Week tomorrow. Uh, it's going to, again, be more on the mental side of things. Uh, I hope this week has you feeling a little bit healthier, a little bit happier. Uh, keep defining your days. Keep moving forward. And I will see you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. See you later, everybody. Bye.